Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Podcast. I'm the head coach of BSE, Kyle Holman. Getting into some programming talk today, um, and the really the topic we're going to discuss uh, all revolves around if what you're doing currently right now is not the best, then why are you continuing to do it? Um, and to be clear, I'm talking about your best and not only your best, but your best in each and every unique situation. Um, because if you are uh, programming for you know, individual athletes or small groups or full gyms, uh, each of those kind of presents its own um, challenges and differences. And you know, looking at each of those as individual cases and, and are you doing your best um, in each of those. Um, and this is specific programming. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the copy and paste style stuff, but uh, that's neither here nor there right now. But um, we're going to dive into several things here of you know how you can ensure the questions you can ask yourself uh, to make sure that you are um, you know doing your best in each and every situation and and with every athlete and individual gym that you have the privilege of uh, programming for. You don't know what you don't know. Uh, Simple statement, right? I mean, <laughs> you you can't uh, program certain things or, or in certain formats or ways if you if you don't know. Um, it shouldn't take you know a situation occurring all the time. Um, you know, maybe it's an injury or a lack of progress or um, you know things like that. People bringing up things about the programming for you to then look for ways to improve. Um, you should constantly be looking for ways to improve uh, in everything. I mean, we've talked about this in training, but we're talking about programming right now. Uh, it should be a daily, uh, relentless pursuit to constantly learn new things um, to to improve. Um, so it shouldn't always take, you know, something coming up before you're pursuing those things. Um, but I see it too. You know, I, obviously, when you're a new coach. There's a lot of things you don't know, or, or a new programmer. There's a lot of things you don't know. You're new to this, um, and you don't have quite have the experience yet. But I will say, I've seen people with a lot less knowledge and a lot less experience program better than people with years of it. Um, so that's not necessarily the the hindered fact. But you know, what are you doing about that? I mean, uh, I mentioned before, I think in another episode that I saw a group of uh, strength coaches that were working with athletes, and I just noticed over time that they were never doing. Olympic lifts. And, um, you know, I personally think, uh, especially for these athletes that I was looking at, that it would benefit them. And so I just kind of asked one day, you know, hey, I noticed that you don't, you don't really ever do Olympic lifts with them. And so I'm just curious as to, you know, your thoughts on that, or, you know, do you not uh, like those lifts for these athletes or whatnot? And it came down to, they weren't comfortable programming that. And I I just kind of left it at that, but in my head, I'm like, well, man, so you're, you're content with the fact that you have you, you see something that you think could benefit them, but you're not doing anything to increase your knowledge so that you can do that. Um, so that's the huge problem with that. I've said it before. I don't expect anyone to know all the things at the beginning, but when you find um, areas of opportunity for yourself, you should then pursue that uh, to improve that. Because uh, this is all about, I mean, look, any individual or gym or anything like that that is trusting you uh, with their strength, with their fitness, with their uh, physical and mental well-being with this programming, um, it should be taken as such. And that is a privilege. And uh, these people are trusting you, so you need to do your due diligence to make sure that you are 
constantly looking to improve and make it better. Um, man, I've been doing this for 18 years and still is a constant pursuit of, you know, looking at videos or looking what um, formats or uh, different progressions and stuff that people put out so I can, you know, think about that in light of what I'm doing and uh, where can I improve. So um, you don't know what you don't know, but you should have a relentless pursuit to um, limit <laughs> or chip away at the things that you don't know. How do you accept feedback? I've seen this too much, I think, uh, sometimes. And, and from one end, I, I can kind of understand, um, but I guess really I don't. But, it, you know, people get feedback about the programming of, you know, someone didn't like this or can we change this or even just a suggestion, hey, what if we tried this? And it's like people immediately get defensive. Um, I mean, this goes for everything in life, coaching and, and whatever else you're doing in life as a parent, anything. I mean, you have to be able to accept constructive criticism and look at it. Um, you know, there's certain times in my programming here that I definitely have a certain philosophy. And over time, you should have your philosophy of what you believe in, what you don't believe in. And um, it doesn't mean that you're, you're hard-headed and stuck in that. You should have an open mind to see if those beliefs need to change. But um, if it's something where, uh, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like, I'm just... I'm never going to program just each and every day to absolutely demolish people. Um, I don't understand why people do that. And to me, that's not the goal. It is uh, in constant improvement. And you should be programming that people can come as many days as they want to. If people want to train five or six days a week, the programming should be as such that they can do that. And they're not just absolutely demolished. Um, and, and so they can't do that. So if, uh, and I have, I've worked with some gyms that, um, as we were going through time, it's just like they just want, they wanted bangers every single day. And that's just against my philosophy. So that was communicated and, and I no longer program for them because I just don't believe in that. But I've definitely had a, a lot of feedback. I mean, look, I, I've been doing this a long time. I've uh, written some progressions and some um, training on certain days that it sucked. Um, and I had to evaluate that and change that. And I've lit, I've written a lot of things that I really thought, you know, this certain individual or gym needed and I wasn't actually too excited about it, but, and it went really well. Um, so, you know, you keep what works and you, you get rid of things that maybe weren't effective at that time or, or didn't work and you move forward. But um, each gym or individual is going to accept, I mean, the best programmer in the world doesn't mean it's going to work for every single gym and athlete. Um, so you have to be willing to, you know, take feedback of how they like to do things and, you know, check that against your philosophies and stuff. And then uh, if it's still in line with your philosophy, but they just want a different format or a different training cycle or whatnot, then you need to be willing and flexible to, to do that. So, um, you know, a lot of times uh, when people are giving feedback, it's not because they necessarily don't like the programming or whatever. They're just giving feedback or asking questions or things like that. So um, don't immediately go on the defensive. I mean, listen. Uh, to what the feedback is, evaluate that feedback, and then make you know your decision according to that. Constantly challenge yourself. You know, I remember back during uh, when COVID hit hit its peak and uh, everything was shut down, so we had to close the gym, and um, the owner was uh, awesome to uh, kind of uh, didn't even rent out, didn't even make people pay for it, but allowed people to check out equipment, if you will. Uh, during that period of time when we had to close. Uh, so people had some equipment at their house. 
Um, and people were cool about it if they already had some things. And a lot of people just took some basic stuff. Um, but I remember saying at that time uh, to the owner, like, I'm actually excited about this because this really challenges your creativity of what you can do. Um, I saw a lot during COVID when people are just like, well, people have limited equipment or just body weight. And my gosh, it's like five movements, you know, <laughs> sit-ups, push-ups, burpees, and whatever else was programmed just on the daily. Um, I was excited about the challenge. I mean, I was pulling things from the archives of uh, training cycles I had or just even my own head remembering like <laughs> middle school or high school football or baseball summer conditioning where, you know, we didn't have any equipment. We were just in the halls of the, of the school. And, um, so you should, you should constantly be looking for ways, uh, to challenge yourself, but also when there's a challenging situation, you know, meet it head on. You can't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, if there's something that you're really at this current time, not comfortable programming, then I challenge you to, find a situation in which you can program that for somebody um, or even yourself. Uh, you can't be afraid to make mistakes. It's the only way you're going to learn um, and, and grow your programming uh, abilities if you are, you are personally constantly challenging yourself. Um, and I've done this where uh, early on in my sports performance uh, uh, career when I was programming for teams and athletes like that, um, I would seek out sports that I wasn't familiar with and comfortable with. And sometimes it takes just offering that up for free. Uh, hey, can I program for, you know, your rugby team or whatever it is. And so you, you know, find ways to, to do that. You implement it and then take the feedback and go. So um, this is with anything in life. I mean, you know, you've heard the quote, we're, we're limited by the edges of our comfort zone. So, um, you can do this, you know, in training and other walks of life, but you should also do it in your programming. You know, write down things right now that you are not comfortable programming and seek out opportunities to allow yourself to program for that so you can learn and become better as a programmer. The only limits that exist are the limitations we put on ourselves. You know, this is a, a challenging one um, because it comes into a lot of things. I mean, we don't realize how much... Um, you know, what we believe or, or how we think things should be done come from, you know, how we were raised, the environment we're in, you know, what we did in our own training and things like that. And, and it's easy to think like that's the only way to do it or that's how it's done and there's no other way to do it. I mean, uh, I heard this early on in, in business that, um, you know, when you own a business, you can do whatever it is you want to do. Um, you know, if you own a gym and you want to only have one class a week, um, you know, it's probably not going to be the most profitable thing, but you can do that. Uh, you can do absolute whatever you want to do. And programming is no different. Um, how you write daily workouts or progressions or whatever, you can do absolutely anything you want to do. Um, so it's a hard thing. We have these things that we kind of see as truths uh, for ourselves. But a lot of times when we really evaluate that, it's not necessarily that that is the truth or the only way to do it. It's just you know, what we're accustomed to or <laughs> our opinion on the matter. It's not necessarily that, that is, you know, the end all be all truth. So, um, I mean, in a very funny example, um, early on in Monica's relationship, uh, you know, she grew up and they had dessert a lot of times after dinner. And, uh, in my family, we just normally didn't have that, you know, for whatever reason, uh, after dinner. Um, 
doesn't mean we never had dessert, just wasn't right after dinner, but we would be, you know, out at a restaurant early on and it was, you know, she's kind of like, so what are we getting for dessert? And I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm full. And it was kind of like, wait, what? You don't get dessert? <laughs> um, and that's just a, a funny and simple example, but it's just, uh, shows how we kind of have these things that we believe to be true and that might necessarily not be the fact. So programming is no different. Um, you know, I constantly evaluate this uh, where I'll sit down and just think, okay, what is a different way I could go about this? Or what's a unique format I could program for a Metcon or Watt or um, for a strength progression? Um, I mean, I just made a squat cycle where I wanted to do volume and it was like, okay, instead of just doing kind of a typical linear progression where we're just going from higher reps to lower reps, um, you know, how can I do this differently? And so I ended up combining like front squat and back squat and going back and forth and you know, we're, went from 10 sets of 10 to nine sets of nine and down and mixing that up. And so um, it's a constant reminder that I'll sit down and, and, and in a routine of this, of just trying to open my mind. It's, it's hard to realize sometimes the kind of confines or boxes that we put ourselves in. And so it's a constant battle in all walks of life, but definitely in programming to break free of those confines and uh, look at how we can do it differently. Um, I mean, I did this with skills. I've mentioned, uh, you know, I think skills are kind of one of the harder things to program because there's just such a wide range of abilities, right? You got people who can't do a pull-up at all. You got people that can do five pull-ups. You have people that can do 30 pull-ups. And so, you know, that can be challenging to meet all the needs, uh, individual needs of those people. And so uh, early on, I mean, I'll use a basic example, but let's say I was just doing a EMOM 10 with five pull-ups and you know, I might say, uh, you know, do the hardest version you can, if that's strict, if that's kipping or a strength movement, if you can't do it yet. Um, but then I just kind of decided, you know, Hey, what if we looked at this as literally three different levels of ability, you know, those that can't do any, those that can do some, and those that can do a lot. And can we program specifically, uh, within a class period to meet all those people's needs? And, and I ended up doing that. So, um, like I said, it's a tough thing to do, but I challenge you to sit down and, look at the program you've been doing and, um, you know, how can it be done differently? And this comes from learning. Um, you know, I've mentioned before of watching videos and talking to people and going to conferences and, uh, looking at other programming that's put out there and, uh, getting ideas that way. So, uh, challenge yourself on this, uh, whether you need to set, you know, a reminder in your phone or make a note to yourself, um, to, um, weekly or monthly to sit down and say, okay, this is how I've been doing things. Uh, you know, how can I do that differently? And if you can, you know, really dive into that and embrace it, then you will be surprised at how much you can increase uh, your ability to program and your creativity with it and, and all those things. So, um, you know, constantly try to break free of those boxes. It's very easy to get uh, in programming to kind of get tunnel vision. And um, each time you do a strength cycle, it's kind of programmed the same, uh, even though the lifts might be different. Uh, so constantly challenge yourself to break free of a lot of times the boxes we don't realize we're putting ourselves in um, and knock down those barriers um, and think about it differently.